He's using his mind to turn your strength against yourself. Now, go back into the TARDIS. I will deal with him. Well, Adam, we asked the question, do we need a big Hollywood star in Doctor Who? And the question has kind of been answered. Well, I don't know if we need a big Hollywood star, but they have now announced a, a big Hollywood star. Right. A, a known name, right? It, it's not some... Uh... Yeah, it's not from West Enders or whatever soap opera over the UK that we typically pull actors and actresses from. Um, it's it is a fairly well known individual that was just announced for Doctor Who, or at least announced last week. Yeah, so Neil Patrick Harris is going to be part of Doctor Who now, which I will admit was a complete surprise to me when I saw that pop up in my. I think I saw it first maybe on Instagram. Uh, I saw his face and it took me a second to realize what I was looking at because he's played a number of different roles. Yeah. And the first image release that they showed was kind of reminiscent of, you know, what's the show? He did a show where he was the, uh, oh man, I'm blanking on the name of it now. I think it was like a remake kind of of a Jim Carrey role. Lemony Snickets. Yes. Series of unfortunate events. So at first I thought, oh wait, is this just like, you know, they're doing another season of that or something. Uh, but then I saw that it was a Doctor Who thing. And I'm like, wait, what? Neil Patrick Harris is going to be in Doctor Who? Like, it definitely took me by surprise. His name, if you had given me a guess, like guess 20 actors that you think might be in Doctor Who, <laughs> I don't think he would have been in my top 20. Oh, I, yeah, not at all. I think I'd have a hard time even coming up with 20 people that I think would actually, actually have an opportunity or make sense to be pulled in. But Neil Patrick Harris, whatever list I would put together, his name would not be on there. Now, now reading some of the things, it's like, oh, he actually has familiarity with Davies. He's been a part of other productions that Davies has done. So it's like there is there is some connection, but there is not a connection that I would have made. Uh, in fact, when the announcement was made, right, if you were following along, if you were in it, in the moment, they did the heart, heart plus diamond. And at that point in time, so many other <laughs> names, so many expectations just flooded social media. Um, Neil Patrick Harris was not a part of any of them at all. Um, I know that there was some slight disappointment um, when Neil Patrick Harris was then announced. Um, but I'm pretty sure that very quickly faded away because everybody had that that uh, that idea of, oh, here's another doctor. Oh, we're going to get, this is Eccleston's announcement. This is Smith's announcement. This is Capaldi's announcement, like something to that magnitude. Um, and then it was like, oh, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, Neil Patrick Harris. At least that was the journey I went on. So the biggest name that's been in Doctor Who yet, you think? Would you say there's been bigger from a maybe Ooh. think of it from an American viewer perspective? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know it's different maybe for American viewers than it is for people in the UK, um, as far as like big names, like actors that are huge to them or not necessarily to us, and kind of vice versa. But as an American viewer, do you think this is the biggest name that's been attached to Doctor Who in the modern era? Oh, that's 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 really hard because the other name that immediately comes to mind is Alan Cummings, right? Like that was the other name that was mentioned that it was or like John Hurt. 
or John. <laughs> well, I don't. That's who I would or John Hurt. Right. Rival it. Uh, Alan Cummings. I feel like he is. I don't think he's as much of a household name as Neil Patrick Harris, right? Ooh. Because of the the breadth of Neil Patrick Harris's career, like he was big. He was really known for Doogie Howser and kind of as a child actor. Then kind of went on to you know, have a bit of a resurgence with How I Met Your Mother. And I mean, that show was a huge sitcom. I mean, everybody knew right. that cast. Right. And then he kind of, you know, a bit of a movie career kind of spawned from that for him. And he, I was literally just watching a movie last night that I didn't even know he was in. But it was that <laughs> movie where Nick Cage plays Nick Cage. Okay. Yeah. As for that. Yep. Yep. Uh, and Neil Patrick Harris plays his, his agent. Okay. in that movie and yeah, it's a very no small idea. role he's only in a handful of scenes but i was like oh yeah here he is again like he kind of just pops up in movies and he i wouldn't say he's you know he's not an a-list star per se where he's gonna be headlining a big blockbuster movie that's not really what he does in hollywood but he is just a known face like he yeah he you know hosts the oscars or does you know some big musical number in some award show or you know, he's a notable guest on Jimmy Fallon. Like, he's just one of those guys that just shows up in a lot of places. He's fun to watch. People tend to like him in general. Um, and I would say my, in my estimation, the most notable name actor that we've had uh, from an American viewer perspective in Doctor Who. I, I, I can definitely, I can definitely get on board with that. Um, I have a hard time claiming that though, but Neil Patrick Harris, like the breadth of talent that he possesses, you named acting credits, um, definitely musical credits. He has also published, um, written and published children's books. The Magical Misfits, my daughter was like, those were some of the, her first chapter books that she read were Magical Misfits, really solid, enjoyable, fun books. Um, he has um, a board game along the same line of Magical Misfits. So it's like, he not only has his acting credits, he also spans like a much wider genre of um, entertainment, of ways that he captures his audience. Um, his, his audiobooks are solid. Like you can listen to his voice reading you a book um, for hours. Anyways, so adding that to um, his acting credits, maybe he is one of the biggest names out of the U.S., to show up in Doctor Who in recent memory. Um, it, there, there's definitely a, a fighting chance um, to, to win that that discussion. It's not an argument, just a discussion. Discussion, yeah. Let's look at the official announcement. Uh, I always find the, the wording of these official announcements interesting. So uh, headline, Neil Patrick Harris joins Doctor Who, Emmy and Tony Award winning actor, uh, and comedian Neil Patrick Harris joins the cast of Doctor Who. Neil T Patrick Harris, American star of stage and screen, has joined the cast of Doctor Who and is currently filming scenes set to air in 2023 as part of the show's 60th anniversary. Uh, Russell T. Davies, showrunner, said, It's my huge honor to open our studio doors for the mighty Neil Patrick Harris. But who? Why? What is he playing? You'll just have to wait. But I promise you, the stuff we're shooting now is off the scale. Doctor, <laughs> beware. Oh, there you go. Got, gotta love the uh, gotta love the announcement. I mean, 
what we said about Tennant and Tate's announcement, right? Where it was announced and then immediately you start to see pictures and clips and all of that. The same is true with Neil Patrick Harris, right? Like they are making these announcements ahead of time because they know full well based on their filming schedule that it, it's going to be impossible to keep He's these show people hidden. Set. Yes, yeah. exactly. Let's and not that, get into the details of the set pictures yet. Right. Because we are going to talk a little bit about set leaks. I know it's kind of a new thing for us. We tend, we used to not, <laughs> but I think now with just the way that Russell T Davies is handling things, yeah, it feels like this is just going to be flooding yep. Twitter and it's almost impossible to miss. And yeah. honestly, so far what I've seen, doesn't seem to be overall overly spoilery more than just like it's giving us a lot more detail about maybe what a character is going to look like or some of the sets are going to look like but it's not like we're getting key story pieces maybe we are a little bit but we'll we'll dive into some of that set stuff in a little bit but I I wanted to talk about kind of what was officially shown to us first and then what has been unofficially revealed through set leaks Uh, we'll kind of progress into that but with the official announcement on the website, we did get an image right. of the character. So he's in costume, uh, notably different than how we see him in set leaks. But, uh, you know, kind of that Lemony Snicket, you know, what, what I originally thought of as, oh, maybe it's Lemony Snicket that I'm looking at. He definitely looks different than he looks in Lemony Snicket. But there's some similarities to maybe the the scowl on the face. The, uh <laughs> what I think is an obviously a wig uh, kind of gives him a bit of an older man kind of look. Yeah. And the, the almost comically raised eyebrow, like that's impressive that that eyebrow can be raised in such a, that is a nice eyebrow. That's a talent. That is a talent. He's got the, uh, the, the spectacles on that don't have, you know, the earpieces that go over your ears. It just sits (laughs) on your nose. Um, And yeah. It's what else? He's got an apron with some tools in it. Yeah, you can you can make out that maybe it's a pair of pliers. You might have a compass, and then the tool the farthest to the right. I couldn't even venture a guess as to what that might be, um, but there's definitely a nice leather apron. Um, I guess that's that's more of a cloth or fabric, but anyways, a nice apron with some tools sticking out of it. Yeah, he's got, got the... two fake clouds in the background. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. And a star. Toy Story-esque. Yes, very Toy Story-esque. Um, where's the star? Oh, up on the ceiling. Yeah, up on the like ceiling. A, so a kind of like sky. a child's, almost like a child's room might have uh, fake stars painted on the ceiling with some clouds that kind of has that whimsical look behind him, behind yes. his scowled face. Um, and then he's got a vest with kind of a plaid look to it, a uh, striped button-up shirt, and a bow tie, a floppy bow tie. <laughs> yes, with, not a uh, cool bow tie, a floppy one. With polka dots. Uh, kind of f- fills out the whole look there. A lot of burgundy red tones. Yeah. And uh, I would say almost if you told me this was a doctor's outfit, I'd believe you. It kind of looks like something the doctor or some version of the doctor may wear. Not that I'm implying that he's a version of the doctor. I'm just saying, you know, the outfit has got that kind of old timey man, you know, kind of look to it where I could see, you know, maybe a 
an older version of a classic doctor wearing the same exact outfit. Yeah, it, it definitely, it does not strike you as a modern outfit. Um, and if it was seen in modern day, it would definitely be more of a hipster, hipster outfit. Like you could almost, you could almost guess that he's wearing a little bit further down in the shirt, like some of those uh, banker cuffs, like the <laughs> bands around your upper forearms to keep your shirt from billowing too much. Um, has so before, that look to it. Before you heard, because I think we've all heard the rumors or the speculation as to what character people think he will be playing. But I think you, you and I could both admit we weren't familiar with that character. Oh, yeah. Not at all. Until hearing the speculation. So yeah, yeah, yeah. before you heard the speculation, did you have any in, insights or inclinations when you see this picture, like who he could be or what his role could be in this? I, I mean, I would be lying if I didn't. Like my first thought was, dang, Neil Patrick Harris is going to be playing the master. Like that, Uh, I'm just going to say like, that is the first gut reaction, right? Because you have a big name actor, you have a picture that looks, as you mentioned, very doctor-esque. And so who typically mirrors the doctor? You have the master. That said, looking at him, I'm like, oh, he's a shoemaker. Like he, he's a cobbler. He, he makes shoes. Like he has that vibe to him. Um, Either that or he's Geppetto from Pinocchio. Um, right. there's there's some type of like elderly workman type vibe that he's giving off here how that fits into the story um i didn't know now after things started being said and uh fans that are more attuned to the classic series started saying things i was like oh that makes sense like i i get that vibe um but yeah that was those were my initial thoughts on your side what what was your gut reaction? I think my gut reaction was, is there a classic villain I need to look up? Because <laughs> I was like, this seems to be maybe a reference to a classic villain that I'm not aware of. And my first thought was, based on the apron and the tools, is there some sort of classic villain that's known for making puppets or toys? Because that's kind of what came across to me is like, oh, maybe he's some kind of like puppet maker, like you said, Geppetto came out you know you know you thought geppetto i kind of had the same vibe like oh there must be some classic villain that's just tinker that makes toys or or things like that so that was kind of where i went without really knowing much beyond you know that the speculation where it led i was like oh okay i think i was on the right track yeah but um we can we can talk a little bit more about that but before we get into that kind of reveal or speculation they did release another picture officially of him in a completely different look. I mean, not even if you didn't, you know, it could be a completely different character. There's yeah. nothing about the the look in the second image. Now, I believe that one was released on Instagram, maybe. Uh, do you happen to have that up? Because I think there was some verbiage along with it that I thought might be interesting to to look at, but I'm forgetting now exactly where where they posted it. I don't know if I have the exact one that you're thinking of. Um, Here we go. Maybe it was Neil Patrick Harris that posted it. Well, I have the image. So he did, he he posted it on his, I'm holding my phone up, Adam, if you can see that. So he posted <laughs> it on his, this is for our YouTube watchers. Uh, so that he posted that on his, and I'll pop the picture up in a little bit more detail on the YouTube channel. So if you're not watching our YouTube clips, <laughs> head you're on totally over. unfamiliar with what uh, his character looks like. 
YouTube's the place. Yeah. So he did. He posted it and just said me today in my birthday suit. So there wasn't any additional commentary there. But yeah, so he's got he's got the top hat. He has, you know, a tuxedo with a, a flower. Uh, and his background now is he's outdoors and he's looks like he's in like city streets and um, tons of makeup on. Oh, yeah. Just caked on, caked on his face. Almost almost gives him a bit of a mannequin kind of look or a puppet himself like kind of look. Um, so interesting that they the two pictures that they were released officially look so starkly different. So I guess I'm, same question. Any additional thoughts when you saw the second image as to like, you know, did it back up your theory on master? Did it kind of take away like, oh, never mind. That's definitely not the master. Or did you have, or were you just completely confused? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No additional thoughts. Like I'm pretty sure my thought was what the heck, like why, <laughs> why, why, why the sudden release of another image that is dramatically different from the first, right? Like that, that's my thought. We have two dramatically different images and not being aware of who the character was that everybody's speculating this to be. Mm -hmm. I don't know how one fits with the other. Like, I don't know, are they connected? Are they two separate things? Does one disprove the other? I don't know. My thought was, this is probably the scarier of the two images. And then like, what mm -hmm. the heck does this mean? Yeah, the first image, he's got the scowl on his face that almost kind of like an angry face, but him, you know, as far as his demeanor or like his outfit, he's not intimidating looking. No. Mm -mm. This, you know, he's got a more neutral look on his face. Not definitely not a happy look, but also not an angry look. He's just got a very neutral look, but he's got, you know, something about the way they did his makeup. It, it's got it's kind of added this layer of menace to him because that's like you when you look at something like that you're like yeah that's not the way a normal guy walking down the street would look like you oh know, yeah that's somebody that's trying to stand out somebody that's trying to look uh intimidating maybe he's a batman villain like yeah. that's that, yeah, that's, that's, that's good, who he is in that in that, that image he's a batman villain yeah that's a good a good call out because yeah he, he he's very um batman villains are known for being theatrical yeah, you know they just they're gonna always stand out in a crowd, and that's you know he just looks very theatrical. Where I guess if you're casting a a role or a, an actor to play theatrical, uh, Neil Patrick Harris is the right right way to go. Oh yeah, absolutely, and that's what he looks like. He looks like he might either be going to a Broadway show or he might just be stepping off the stage based on the makeup mm -hmm. of a Broadway show. Um, yes, yeah. yes, so. So yeah, we got the couple. We got a couple of officially released images. Now we're gonna move into, I guess you could say, spoiler territory because this is stuff that was unofficially uh, leaked. I guess you could say. Yeah. But I mean, when you have an open set and you know people are filming, it's hard to call it a leak. Like, you, right. They know this stuff is is gonna be out there. Um, I think anything super secretive, they could probably still, you know, keep the wraps on if they want to. So I almost feel like some of this stuff they want to get out. Yeah. Uh, but the stuff that we've seen, at least I've seen. Now, I don't go digging for this stuff typically, yeah. but if, if it comes across my feed, I'll take a look at it. And what we've seen so far matches more with the second image. Uh, I haven't seen any set pictures of him 
in the original image, like yeah. with the kind of tinker look more in the the top hat, you know, theatrical look is kind of what we've seen in the set leaks. Yeah. And and just to take a step back before we talk about that, I, what you just mentioned as far as like, are these official leaks? Are they not official leaks? One thing that I do find interesting is although we do have a an abundance of video and images from on the set, everything is still up in the air, right? Like nothing has been captured or recorded that I've seen. And I haven't been careful. <laughs> like I've, I've actually typed in search terms to look up specific things that people mention. And it's still nothing has been confirmed even by these set leaks. Um, no one is like, oh, we we know this for certain because we recorded tenant calling him by name. Like none of that has been captured. It's all just very much behavioral. Like this is what we saw them doing. This is a, a set piece that we saw them walking by and making assumptions from that. So whether it's intentional or not, it still feels guarded. Like RTD for all that he's doing and playing with in regards to letting people in and seeing stuff he's not revealing specifics, which I think is incredible. Right. So I don't know what you've seen as far as set leaks. I, we haven't really talked much about it. I think we've sent, I think I sent you one image. Yeah. But I'm assuming you've seen the same stuff I've seen. I feel like yeah. there's stuff out there. So I'll tell you a little bit what, about what I've seen. And then you can either confirm or deny that you've seen it as well, or maybe add on to things that you've seen as well. But cool. Uh, and like I said, I don't think it's very spoilery. We see him in the exact same outfit. We see Neil Patrick Harris in the exact same outfit with David Tennant. Yep. Filming together. And Neil, Neil Patrick Harris. So I've seen some still images. I've also seen some video. And in some of the video, he is kind of, you know, I don't know a better word to say it, creepily prancing, dancing around like <laughs> in, in the streets and kind yeah. of almost the way you would see like the Joker, yeah. you know, where chaos is going around him and he's just kind of, you know, he's just taking it all in and, and isn't, you know, he's not part of the chaos. He just seems to be completely calm. Yeah. Kind of dancing around as like people are kind of running around and it seems like there's something going on um, that is causing people to panic. Right. Uh, so you see some of that. You also see him dancing with the doctor. So he does, yeah. there's a specific, thing that i've seen a couple different angles of so i don't know if it happens more than once or i'm just seeing the same thing from different angles but he kind of does a he does a couple little dance moves with the doctor and it's very kind of proper type of dancing if you can see me on youtube i'm i'm moving as i'm talking about this but he you know does a couple spins and then the doctor kind of pulls away almost like the doctor's like confused he kind of looks around and kind of okay leave me alone kind of thing so derive from that what you can but it definitely seems like whatever character he's playing is causing a lot of havoc and the doctor seems to be pretty disoriented and not knowing how to deal with it yeah i mean what you mentioned as far as him with the the way that he appears amidst the chaos right like derive what you can you can drive that his character is either in control of the chaos or completely comfortable amidst the chaos right like if if you're not in control of the chaos, if that's not what you desire and want, there's no way you're going to be pulling the doctor aside and dancing 
with him. Um, now, as far as tenants' reaction to that, um, I, I have to admit, like at first, I had to watch the clip that we're referring to a couple times because I was like, "Is this just in between takes?" And like, they're just goofing around. And it's like, no, they're they're definitely not in between takes. Like, this is legitimately a scene from whatever episode yeah. that's being shot. Tenant is acting. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's creepy, right? Like, I don't know, characters. You you refer to the Joker, characters like that that are just like no care in the midst of chaos. Those are the ones that truly disturb me. So this might this might be a a great villain or foil for the Doctor, right? And I kind of I will admit you had said the Master came across your mind as as a possible you know character he's playing. That definitely came across my mind too when I was looking at the images, thinking, okay, who could he be? the master kind of fits both of those, you know, he, he could have the whole tinker kind of look and yeah. kind of more classic, um, you know, trying to mirror an older version of the doctor, or you could see him in the top hat in that kind of, you know, kind of ridiculous yeah. theatrical version of the master as well. So I could see the master doing either, but when I see these set leaks, I'm less inclined to think that it's the master. Yeah, uh, based on some of the stuff, you know, and one of the other things they showed was a kind of like a toy shop. Yeah. Uh, as well. So you, we've now seen him with kind of a, a tinkerer's apron. Now we're seeing a toy shop. You would describe some of the stuff in the background with the clouds and the you know, that seems like something that would maybe be uh, on the walls or ceiling of a toy shop. So it's kind of you start to put the pieces together and it does start to make sense that his character is kind of uh associated to at least uh someone who cobbles toys and yeah you know is a toy maker type person so yeah yeah the shop just for those again we're in spoiler territory already spoiler territory set reveal territory already so if you don't want to hear feel free to stop listening or jump off but the 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 shop that you're referring to Toys and Tricks, Mr. Emporium, Fun and Games, Magic Games, Tricks, Puppets and Bears, Brechtspiel, Marbles, Skittles, Toys and Games, Zuber Tricks, Board Games. Like, it, it is nothing but a toy, sh- toy shop, right? <laughs> like, that is the main set piece. Now, again, and we've mentioned this multiple times, and we talked about it prior to recording, RTD has come out and said multiple times, that he is throwing red herrings left and right. He's misleading as much as he can. He's making a big game out of this. Um, is this just a, a very elaborate set piece that they put in place to throw people off? He he has created enough doubt to say maybe, but it, it would be a lot of work for something that's not legitimately part of the episode. Right, too elaborate in my opinion. I, I can see him trying to throw us off with some of the you know, some of the text around the announcements or, you know, some of the things that have been seen in the Doctor Who magazine where he's he's readily admitting, hey, I could be misleading you, but some yeah. of this could be true. Uh, but as far as like going as going as far as like building a set to throw people off or filming a scene that's just a kind of to throw people off that I think is less likely. I think what we're seeing in these set leaks is, is legitimately what's being filmed and is what part of the story. Yeah, what I find incredible is that someone actually posted a, a picture because uh, the storefront that they have a picture of is, I guess, a legitimate shop. It's like a little cafe or restaurant. 
that they've just basically the color exactly the same, but they put a different sign up there and repainted the windows, but exact same awning and everything. So again, to your point, this would be pretty elaborate to take an existing cafe, turn it into a toy shop just for the sake of throwing people off and trying to establish who this character is. Yeah. So we've been tiptoeing around it a little bit, but we can get into some of the speculation. We've done pretty good to have all this conversation and not once mention who this, who everybody is saying this guy is. So the consensus seems to be that this is a classic villain uh, making a reemergence known as the Celestial Toymaker. Yes. Or the Toymaker. I think it goes by a couple different names. Uh, Let me pull up what they have here in the wiki. So the Toymaker, also known as the Celestial Toymaker, the Crystal Guardian, and the Mandarin, was a powerful being who ensnared sentient beings in seemingly childish games with their freedom as the stakes. However, the Toymaker hated to lose, and the games were always rigged in his favor. So that's kind of the intro paragraph to the the article on the uh, the Doctor Who wiki about the toy maker. So this is a character that showed up all the way back with the first Doctor. Yeah. Um, which I believe, if I if I heard correctly, it every episode that he's in are lost episodes except for yeah. one. Yeah. So you couldn't even go back and watch this whole series if you wanted to. So Celestial Toy Maker, it fits from the name. If you just if you just you're purely going by the name. It fits. Now, if you start to read the description of a kind of the character and how he interacted with the doctor, you start, it doesn't quite fit as much as to like him actually being a toy maker and like having the garb of a toy maker and working in a toy shop. That's not all stuff that he did. Now, right. From what I can tell, I I admittedly haven't seen the episodes because they're lost episodes. (laughs) uh, From what I've read in the interactions with the doctor, he plays more of a, almost godlike being yeah. that can change realities as opposed to someone who is dressed like a toy maker. Right. Here, here's my, here's what I would say. Here's what I would say to that, right? Like what I think we could potentially be seeing is a classic character that is being translated to a modern time and doing so in such a way that it's done more appropriately. If you take a look at all the images that at least I've seen of the um, Celestial Toy Maker, it is very much in the format of the Mandarin, right? Like you have a more cultural garb there. I don't think that is as acceptable in modern times and rightfully so cultural appropriation um, as what it was back in the 60s, or at least it's viewed differently. So I think it makes more sense for it to then be the celestial toy maker and reinterpret it more as a toy maker fashion, which is why we could probably get away with saying if it is, that's why the character looks and is kind of fleshed out slightly differently. So that's just like my quick rehashing of how we could take a classic character, translate it to modern times and still have it be the same character, although it might it might interact or be slightly different than what we would expect. Um, I don't think, I I think once you look at some of the things that we see taking place in the recordings of the set that we've seen, 
again, like we have someone who's able to control other people and create chaos and be in total control and comfortable in that setting. That's the read that I'm getting of the Celestial Toy Maker. And that does match with some of the videos that we see um, of this character and how they interact with their environment around them. Um, that's, that is the, they seem like they are in control and playing a game with the doctor. Right. Yes. The descriptions that I read from, from like the classic version of this character kind of remind me if you've watched Star Trek at all, kind of remind me of the character named Q in, in Star Trek. Have you watched Star Trek? I, I know only because you mentioned this and I was like, okay, okay I'm now reading the TARDIS wiki and so, I'm now reading the Star Trek wiki to compare characters. So if anybody anybody that's <laughs> listening to this has watched Star Trek's The Next Generation or the current Picard series, this character Q, which I believe shows up in even some of the other series, um, is is kind of it's kind of a foil for the doc or for the doctor, the uh, the captain or Captain Picard, uh, who very similarly has godlike powers, puts the puts the characters in these situations that they have to figure their way out of, and tends to kind of cheat to make things you know go his way. Um, it's like playthings in his little realm, yeah. and it's it's almost exactly how this this character is kind of uh, described. So I'm kind of imagining that sort of thing maybe happening if this is the direction they're going. Once again, yeah. complete speculation. And honestly, I'm not completely convinced. I think a lot of people are like, this is definitely the toy maker. This is what they're giving us. I think it could be a similar type of character, but not what we're expecting, not the toy maker. Um, I think it could be somebody completely different, but who knows? <laughs> but if they're going that direction with it, and it is this godlike character who can make basically make the doctor see things that aren't really happening, or maybe even make the doctor appear a different way than we're used to seeing the doctor, yeah. it's when you do start to put the pieces together, is like, okay, now David Tennant and uh, Catherine Tate are back unexpectedly. How do you explain that they're back? Well, maybe it's not them, or maybe it's maybe this character, this toy maker is making the doctor and their companion kind of shift. So like, you know, in part of the story, it's Tennant and Tate, but then it shifts. And then suddenly it's Smith and whoever, you know, or it's Capaldi and somebody else. And they're, this is me just going on wild speculation, but how cool would that be of a way to bring in multiple versions of the doctor and multiple companions in the same storyline. And throughout the story, they're kind of shifting. And like, suddenly yeah. now it's, you know, now it's Capaldi and Clara fighting against him. And then in the next scene, it's Tennant and Tate. And like throughout the story, it's kind of shifting the entire time. I don't know. I, I It's probably not going to go that way. But it seems like this guy has that altering re reality type of power. And we are kind of questioning how Tennant and Tate can be back. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, there are still so many questions in regards to what is actually in store um again if, if you would have asked either of us if uh neil patrick harris would be announced as a character in the 60th anniversary special we wouldn't have said so and i don't think this is the last surprise announcement of a character that we're gonna have i think there's still more casting to come the way that they are setting up the 60th anniversary 
it, I don't think it's going to be like anything we've ever really witnessed before in Doctor Who. Um, the 50th anniversary was one thing. This seems like it might be even more than that. Yeah, I agree. They're being really weird with the way they're wording stuff as they're announcing these actors. And I do think, like you said, you think that there's more announcements to come. I think there's a lot more announcements to come. Yeah. I think really the reason why we've gotten them in the order that we've gotten them is because of the filming schedule. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So Neil Patrick Harris, they announce him. Then next thing you know, he's already on set and yeah, all the set leaks come. And I think they're filming all of his stuff right now with, with David Tennant. And is it a, is it a contained story where it's David Tennant's version of the doctor versus the celestial toy maker? And this is, you know, part of the 60th anniversary. And this is what we're getting because of that's what, that's what the sets are going to show us. So that's who they've announced. But if Smith or Capaldi or any of the other doctors are coming back, maybe they just haven't started filming their scenes yet. And that's yeah. why they haven't had to announce it yet. So there's definitely a potential, you know, that once they start to get to that point where they're starting to film, you know, more scenes that these other announcements will pop up. So I agree. I think there's a lot more to come, but let's look a little bit at, um how they're announcing these things because i want to look at the wording and try to and because it's really been bothering me <laughs> of how they're announcing these actors and what they're doing so let's look at let's look at kind of the way they've worded it at least in i think everybody but shooty got was announcement has very similar wording where i'm just going to read straight from the announcement for david Tennant and Catherine tate one of the most loved pairings in Doctor Who's history have reunited and are filming scenes that are due to air in 2023 to coincide with the show's 60th anniversary celebrations. Okay. That's almost now they, they shifted the words just a little bit when they announced um, the, the new companion, which I'm blanking on her name right now. Yasmin Finney. Yasmin Finney when they announced her. And then when they announced Neil Patrick Harris, the the wording changed a little bit but for the most part it's it's almost identical right yeah here's here's yasmin finney's yasmin okay. finney has joined the cast of doctor who playing the character of rose and is filming scenes that are due to air in 2023 to coincide with the show's 60th anniversary neil patrick harris um Neil Patrick Harris, American star of stage and screen, as you've already read, has joined the cast of Doctor Who and is currently filming scenes set to air in 2023 as part of the show's 60th anniversary. So what about that is throwing you off, Aaron? Please enlighten me. <laughs> There's multiple things, honestly. So there, it says they're filming scenes. So it's very singular. It's like, not singular, but like they're filming scenes. They're not right. saying... They're filming an episode. They're not right. filming a special. They're filming yeah. scenes. Like it feels yeah. very specific because they use the same terminology in all three announcements. Um, due to air in 2023 to coincide with the show's 60th anniversary. Now in the the one change that they did have in the Tenant Tate is they say 60th anniversary celebrations. Yeah. They leave the word celebrations off the next two announcements. So... I just feel like the way they're wording it is very, it's almost like they're not trying, they're trying to not say certain things. Like, why wouldn't they just say they're like, all of these actors are filming 
um, the 60th anniversary special. Yeah. The fact that they're saying scenes, the 60th anniversary celebration or the 60th anniversary uh, due to air in 2023 to coincide, to coincide with. So it's not even saying as part of or in the 60th anniversary special yeah. to coincide with. So to me, that that could mean a lot of things. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to be a singular special. I don't think it's going to be a 60th anniversary special episode starring David Tennant and Neil Patrick Harris. I don't think that's what we're seeing here. I'm almost wondering if it's like kind of what we got with the Night of the Doctor. It was the Night of the Doctor. Yeah, was the one no, with that they is, brought yeah. the eighth Paul Doctor McGann. back. Paul yeah. McGann. A little short where it was like a seven minute short starring him like are we just going to get little okay we get a little set piece of eight minute episode with tenant and tate versus the celestial toy maker and then we'll get another little special with smith versus another classic doctor they re or classic uh villain they revive and then we get a, a little short with capaldi like are they just going to give everybody their moment and we're just seeing one little slice of that see i i hate absolutely hate that you drew my attention to that because once you mentioned that you're absolutely like you're absolutely right like something about that just it just reads strangely like the idea the, the fact that they're saying filming scenes coincide celebrations like all the words that you mentioned I can't help but see that now and it does open the door right like I, I don't I have a hard time saying that they're going to be shorts right like the chaos that we've seen with um this the the set leaks the videos that have been recorded of the scenes that Neil Patrick Harris is filming that seems like it would be really hard to have it as a short and something resolved within eight minutes if we're going with uh Night of the Doctor mm -hmm. timing We've also seen Yasmin Finney and Catherine Tate and David Tennant filming their scenes. So we have a lot of characters to say like eight minutes. Paul McGinn, Night of the Doctor, two people, right? It was basically a monologue though of the eighth Doctor, his passing. This seems like way too much for it to be short, but... What if it's 20 minutes? Right, see, and that's the like, thing. Like, could... I'm 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 even wondering if it's going to be like the 60th anniversary special is actually going to be three weekends, maybe four weekends. Like we will get multiple episodes. It's going to be a mini series, right? Like we're going to get three hour long specials. It's going to basically be going back to Sherlock, right? That's what that's what I'm starting to wonder based on how they're announcing these things. That seems a little more wishful thinking because you're like, because <laughs> I'm like, I'm breaking your, you know, I'm like crushing your dream saying, oh, it could just be a few little eight minute shorts. And you're like, no, it's going to be three hours of wondrous oh. Doctor Who. I don't know that we'll get that much. Uh, I think it would be great if it's multiple specials. Um, but just the way they're wording it, they're really, they're not calling it specials. No, they haven't used that word. No. Um, celebration, you know, the 60th anniversary celebration and. I think it's gonna be a lot of things and I do think multiple doctors will be involved because I mean, it is a big, it is a big event. So maybe it's not even 
you know, I, what they did with the 50th where they brought in like the classic doctors and they did some like little funny things with, with the ones that didn't get to be part of it. Yeah. Um, that type of thing. But so I'm sure we'll get pretty much anybody that's played the doctor that's still game. will probably have some sort of involvement, even if it's tangentially involved. Uh, but to put all the focus on David Tennant for the 60th anniversary feels a little too specific. It feels too like, why, why would it just be him? Like if you got, if Capaldi's out there and Smith's out there and and they're like, yeah, I'm game to be part of this. They're going to be in it, right? They're going to be a part of it. They (laughs) want to be because it's the 60th. And then they, you know, there's still classic doctors out there that they could bring in to do stuff. So it just feels too, too narrow to be just tenant and just neil patrick harris and that's the thing i feel like there's so much more that this hasn't been announced and i think they're being so careful about not being specific they're being specific about not being specific you know if you look at the wording of the announcements and how perfectly yeah place or how they picked certain words to really not nail things down um they're messing with my brain man yeah, no, I, I get it. So I was going to say, I was going to ask if you think that they would bring in Neil Patrick Harris for a short. But what I'm understanding is that in your mind, Neil Patrick Harris would be that consistent cornerstone piece throughout everything. Could be. And then we could have these Which other make... pairings yeah. show up throughout which that's what like that like I said that's me just being completely speculative and just not like I would bet against myself on this that this is not what they're doing but if you want to have any villain that could explain how multiple doctors could be pulled into a storyline it's somebody that can warp reality right somebody that could create their own world somebody that can make you think something's happening that's not actually happening um so to use that villain as a central piece you know to have it go across multiple specials or multiple shorts that all connect. Uh, I could see that being a, a clever way to do it. Will they do that? Or is that the plan or is that what they're doing? Probably not, but it's fun to think about. I think it makes too much sense. Like that's, that's, that is what frustrates me is that from this point forward, that's going to be what I, what I expect because you you're, jump, you're jumping it. on my theory. You're you're actually giving me the thumbs up. You're saying you think so? Maybe. Am I right? Maybe. Like the fact that they haven't said episode, right? Like they haven't said individual episodes. They refer to it as scenes coincide with 60th anniversary special, right? Like coincides. The celebrations is a larger thing. But like you can't have Neil Patrick Harris as just like a one and done, like eight minute short. Like I bet he would do it. he's one of those guys that you know certain actors just want to be in something so bad that they'll be i'll do anything like star wars is a good example you have these big name stars that literally will just get into stormtrooper armor yeah in a scene and it's true you know that's true and so i could see neil patrick harris you know being friends with russell t davies and working with him in the past saying i will play any role put me in it for five minutes i'll be a background character like he's (laughs) i could see him doing that and now he's obviously going to be a central villain that they've announced, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be, you know, in, you know, a huge part of a huge, a very long you know, yeah. special. It could just be 
hey, we're doing these 20 minute shorts. We're going to do one with David. We're going to do one with Matt. We're going to do one with Peter. Um, if Jody's game, I don't know, you know, maybe that'd be weird since she just <laughs> regenerated, but, uh, uh, but yeah, somehow they're going to give these guys screen time and maybe it's these shorts that, you know, Neil Patrick Harris is part of one of them or all of them, who knows, but I could totally see Neil Patrick Harris just playing a, a small part if that's what they wanted him to do. Okay. So in light of all that, do I have your permission to read the paragraph from the Dr. Who magazine? Yeah, we can go there. Okay. Because in light of this conversation about like Neil Patrick Harris bending reality, we have the still the remaining question of David Tennant and Catherine Tate. This show, this appears in issue, well, in one of the issues uh, or in the most recent issue of the Doctor Who magazine. Am I correct in that? Yes. yes. It says a mysteriously, when talking about David Tennant and Catherine Tate coming back, how is that possible? Um Davy says a mysteriously forgotten excursion of the TARDIS between Plane of the Ood and Centaurian Stratagem, or maybe a multiverse thing. They're all the rage these days. Maybe this is the Doctor and Donna from Universe 557, all set to collide with our own. Then again, maybe, just maybe, this return is so impossible that it's actually an intricate illusion created by an old enemy of the Doctor's. Or maybe an old enemy of Donna's. Neris? Of course. I wouldn't give this away in the pages of DWM, would I? But then again, the magazine is the first place I ever revealed the name of Billy Piper's Rose in issue 340. So read carefully. There are truths in here. I forgot about that. And now that's making me go back on something I said earlier where I wasn't convinced that Neil Patrick Harris is playing the Celestial Toymaker. I feel like he kind of... (laughs) like. I was kind of thinking, oh, maybe it's a similar villain, but not the same. But now the way he said it there, it's like, oh, the time, what do you say? Time warping or, you know, reality warping. Intricate illusion created by an old enemy of the doctors. Yeah. Intricate illusion created by an old en- enemy of the doctors. So he says specifically old enemy of the doctors. So if he's trying to hint at something and people have already started to put together the fact that it could be the celestial toy maker. He literally just described the Celestial Toymaker. And typically stuff that goes out in these magazines are from quotes and interviews that have happened a long time ago. Like, yeah, the, the lead time on some of this stuff is it has to be pretty far out. So he may have dropped that quote thinking he was being clever, not realizing people would have already picked up on it by the yeah. time it gets no, printed, you're true. got printed. Yeah. So that's making me think more that he purposely dropped the hint there about the Celestial Toymaker. And that's what's that's who we're seeing. So in that same statement, like, are we taking just that one statement and forgetting the rest that Donna and Tennant are just an intricate illusion? Like they don't exist, right? Well, Am not I reading that they that? are not that they are an intricate illusion, but what's surrounding them is, right? How does he say it again? Read it, read the then again. Maybe, just maybe, this return is so impossible that it's actually an intricate illusion created by an old enemy uh, of the doctors. Okay. So like I was saying before in my wild theory, this may be not be Tennant and Donna at all. It yeah. could just be this guy kind of layering new skins onto the doctor and it's just different versions we've already seen. And this could be, for, for all we know, it could be Shuti Gatwa you know, I as mean, the doctor and, and he's just going through this, you know, this guy's messing with him 
this this villain is messing with him and showing showing him as older versions of the doctor throughout the episode yeah i mean we we have that uh unresolved question in regards to how can the doctor interact with donna without donna dying right like she she can't have that like we have yasmin finney who we are thinking is donna's daughter so could we say that this is legitimately donna and donna's daughter maybe the doctor is only is like the illusion the the doctor isn't really isn't really there but would the celestial toy maker dance with the doctor if the doctor wasn't the the focal point you know like Uh, he was trying to if he was trying to put an illusion for other characters right right that feels like a weird interaction but yeah i think we're probably overthinking it (laughs) probably some it's it's probably as simple as it probably is david Tennant, you know or the 10th doctor and donna it is them but this celestial toy maker is the is the one who's kind of warping their sense of reality Um, so so how much of our is this david Tennant? is this not david Tennant's doctor how much of that is based on Tennant's outfit I don't know. For me personally, I yeah. Yeah. I So my prediction is that it is absolutely the doctor. I don't think they would bring David Tennant back to not play the doctor. I don't think he would play some illusion version or alternate universe version or clone or whatever he could be. I think he's going to play the 10th doctor. I think that would be a weird way to bring him back and even even to bring Donna back for her her to only be an illusion or so I, I think they're playing the characters that they've played before. That's my prediction. Now how they work that all out with the celestial toy maker and you know the fact that they shouldn't be able to interact and is this something from the past or the future or is he a regeneration straight from the 13th? I, I'm ready to be surprised. You know, I don't know that stuff, but I will th- say i would be a little annoyed if they brought david Tennant back only to play a fake doc version of the doctor <laughs> i i have no idea i'm just trying to reconcile how Tennant ends up in plaid pants and a plaid suit coat yeah that's if true. it's if it's anything other than like a new unseen version of Tennant's doctor yeah, they did show a more detailed image, or at least the most detailed I'd seen, because we had seen him from a distance, right? And we see the darker overcoat, um, and we kind of thought, I think we were both kind of on the page of like the suit being like a brown suit, yeah, almost, yeah. But this is the closest up I've seen of an image, and it really reveals the details of the suit, and it's like a, it's it's got like this kind of plaid pattern to it the whole thing so you see his pants really clearly but you can also see yeah his jacket peeking it matches and it absolutely matches so it's a whole different suit we've never seen him in before uh it's a similar look than what we've seen him wear before and if this is just another day in the doctor's life that we haven't seen yet i mean he can wear whatever the heck he wants he's got a huge wardrobe so we <laughs> yeah, can, he can just because we've only seen him in a couple different outfits doesn't mean he doesn't rock something different every once in a while so that's easily easily enough explained that he's wearing a different suit 
doesn't necessarily have to mean, oh, that's an indicator that he's, you know, from an alternate universe or, or whatever. But I did like, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool that we got a little bit more detail on yeah. the suit that he's wearing. Yep. It's his, it's his Christmas suit because this is a holiday special. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I'll just slide that in there. We can, we can move on. It's not really a holiday special. I'm pretty sure all our YouTube comments have confirmed to me that this is not a holiday special. <laughs> hey, I've seen, we're not the only ones wondering about that. You know, oh, yeah. there's definitely people that think or wondering if, you know, if there's something coming earlier, like we said before, they're filming, you know, in May and June for something that's not supposed to air until November of 2023. That's just such a long lead time that it feels weird. Yeah. That, um, you know, that it's not for something that's coming earlier, but yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. We have, we still have one more episode with Jody Whitaker, you know, and it's, it is kind of crazy how that's just seemed like everyone's just kind of already moved past that. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Because yeah, it just, it's kind of sad to think that the focus has now just shifted and, and admittedly so for me as a fan, I've kind of shifted my focus onto like, okay, what's going on with David Tennant? What's going on with 60th? What su- surprises they have in store? Russell T Davies new era, you know, that feels like it's already come, even though we have this whole other special with Jody Whitaker and the master and unit and all this stuff, yeah. that's probably <laughs> going to be pretty cool, but we've already all kind of moved past it. Um, and we haven't even gotten an official release date, right? For no. for the centenary special. No. It's just autumn. So that yeah. could be uh that could be <laughs> a pretty big date range, right? What's, right. what's autumn? That's uh okay, I looked it up. So what is considered so, autumn is September twenty second through December twenty first. Yeah. So That's, anywhere between that that time period is when this should air. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to think or to keep in mind that Whitaker still has one episode left. Like we've had one trailer slash teaser. I forget the length of what we were actually able to see outside of that though. It's, it's been relatively quiet on that front. Whereas RTD era, like every, every week, every two weeks we're getting something new about that now i don't know i don't know what they could do what they could release that wouldn't just absolutely ruin whitaker's last episode but it seems like at some point everything with that they're filming for rtd era needs to just like lie low and they need to start amping up the marketing for whitaker's last episode because it it's becoming progressively i mean we know we acknowledge that it exists but it's becoming progressively harder to remember that the next thing that we're going to see is not the 60th anniversary celebrations, which these scenes coincide with. <laughs> like that's, it seems like that should be what's next. Right. The BBC is doing a slight disservice by not doing something more to amp up Whitaker's final episode at this point. Maybe they're hoping that like the, the necessity of the announcements, like we said, because of the set leaks and they knew that that was going to come out. So they're like, let's just get ahead of it. Let's announce these people before they're seen on set. But they're not necessarily promoting it beyond that. Yeah. It's kind of like, hey, look, here, here's who's in the cast. But it's not like we're getting any kind of, you know, 
even those announcements are all very short. Yeah. You know? um, and so maybe they're hoping that once the filming kind of dies down or maybe they'll start doing some more indoor filming where it's not as open to the public um, and some of that dies down, they can time the ramp up to the centenary special with, you know, some more trailers and, you know, images from the episodes and stuff like that, that we tend to get, because I, my guess is that they'll probably put it out in October. Um, And so if they do that, we still have a lot. I mean, we're, we're not even Four in July months. yet. Yeah. Four months. So, I mean, they could, they could wait until if the episode airs in October, they might wait till September to yeah. start hitting us with the trailers and, and that kind of stuff to really ramp up. So we might have a long time to wait to even start to see more advertisements for, for Jodie Whittaker's final episode. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It's just so hard to, uh, to remember that we have one more episode and it it's coming in 2022. Like we're not talking about one more episode next year. It's, it's this year. Yeah. One more episode for sure with Jody Whitaker, but what does that, you know, what does that contain as far as her, her um, regeneration? Traditionally there would be a regeneration, right? And we would see Shutigatwa's face. That's kind of how it works uh, when these, when these things happen, but with all the unknown with David Tennant kind of in the mix now, you know, who she's regenerating. Into, <laughs> uh So do you have, this would be interesting. Yes or no. Will Jodie Whittaker regenerate into Shutigawa in the, in 2022? No. Will we see it? No. Okay. So we're our official guesses now. I'm going to guess yes. I think we see it. I think we see her regenerate into him, which will add even more mystery as to how David Tennant fits in. But I, I think, I don't know. I, I just feel like they don't break with that tradition I to to do. Because I know even Jodie Whittaker has said how excited she is about kind of regeneration being part of it, you know? Yeah. Like that's part of what the doctor does. They hand it off to the next one. And, that's, and she was happy to be able to film that. And I don't know the exact quotes, but I remember there was a quote from her saying that. Like that was, it meant a lot to her that she was able to pass the torch. I don't think that makes any sense if she's not passing the torch to the next iteration of the doctor, not to back to David Tennant, you know? So I do think that we will see a regeneration of, of her into Shutigawa in the special. And then the 60th anniversary is going to be kind of a different thing. It's going to be an offshoot. It's going to be bizarre. It's going to have this celestial guy that can make anything happen. So it all makes sense. Uh, or it all doesn't. I was going to, that's, yeah. One so. of the options that RTD meant, or yeah, the, in the Doctor Who magazine is an episode that falls between other episodes. Mm-hmm. That is still an like option, a lost, like a lost adventure, essentially. Is yeah, is a I possibility. Mean, that's we still have that, like, uh, who am I buried in the deep, in the deep side of the TARDIS that gets unleashed. And we take a whirlwind trip back through a host of memories that we've never seen before. Um, the, the buried, I forgot about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. All that info that she buried deep within the, the TARDIS. TARDIS core. Yeah. I mean, that's, that would be one way to have uh, Gatwa or Whitaker 
regenerate into Gatwa and still have all of these new stories from old doctors start cycling through in the lead up to the 60th anniversary special, right? Like all these memories unlocked, all these forgotten things that have a huge impact on the doctor's identity. Um, hmm. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. Lots of possibilities, it, but yeah. we have officially made our predictions that you say no, <laughs> she will not regenerate into Shuti, and I think she will, and we'll see it in the special. I think I took the safe option. Not that I'm you like probably thinking did through take everything. The safe I think I took I, the safe option. I, yeah, you probably did, but I don't know why. I'm just, I feel like, I feel like if they don't let her regenerate the way that you would traditionally see a doctor regenerate, I feel like that is a bit of a slight to her, uh, to her run as a doctor. And the only way to make it not feel like a slight is to have her do the the typical, you know, regeneration into the next, hand the torch off. Um, I wish I had the quote, but I remember she had a quote where she said like it was, it meant a lot to her to be able to, to kind of regenerate and pass it on. And so yeah, I think, I don't know. I do think that your, yours is probably more likely. Your guess is probably more likely, but I don't know. Maybe it's just me being sentimental that I, what should happen versus what really will happen. That my, Mine is definitely the safe one because I could, she could regenerate into anybody or she could regenerate into nobody. And they could or she could start to regenerate it. and we don't even see it. Exactly. Know, and they That's, just leave it open-ended until the next, you know. I have a lot of options. You kind of pigeonholed yourself. I I'll say one bet. more thing, though. It's Chibnall. Chibnall is not the one that's creating this, the other stuff, right? Right. It's the end of his era. It's the yeah. end of Jodie Whittaker's era. And I, I feel like they want to end it in a certain way. And, and Chibnall is going to have some control over that. And it's not necessarily going to be Russell T. Davies came in and said, hey, look what I'm going to bring in Tenant, and we're going to have this yeah. weird like transition to him first. And then it's going to go to Shuti Gatwa. I feel like they're going to end it the way you would see an era end, you know? Um, and I think that that's going to just be a traditional transition to the next doctor and not any kind of weird, bizarre stuff. I I don't know why I have nothing to base this on, but I have the feeling that as soon as they announced RTD, that anything, any say that Chibnall had, <laughs> it's out the door. Like yeah. I, I feel like I feel like that ship has sailed. Like RTD is gonna has called the shots from the moment that they announced. I'm imagining it. they're like filming the final episode and RTD just comes storming into the, you know, cut cut and it's like all right he's in david Tennant's with him all right now you get over there and they just start like filming and you know they're you know jody whitaker's just like what's going on you know like uh hopefully they had a little bit more respect for yeah. the ending of that era uh that he didn't come in and just hijack things and kind of make it work the way he wanted it to for his storytelling but i mean i'm always up for whatever they throw at us you know if they do decide to go kind of a more bizarre direction and have some weird transition you know it is what it is and it may be not my preferred thing but i like to be surprised so i i like to be i like to be wrong because if i'm wrong that means i'm surprised and if they can surprise <laughs> me good for them because it's you know they don't always do that they sometimes right. they they telegraph things so it, it definitely it definitely feels like we're moving into a totally different time 
of Doctor Who. And there's been articles written about it, about the um, different eras of Doctor Who. And it feels like with every announcement, with every time that you see the production company, Bad Wolf, step in and post something, hype the show, what have you, it feels like we're moving into a different era. And that's what that's what I've seen it called, the Bad Wolf era because of the production company stepping in and taking ownership and the reins being turned over to RTD time times times are a changing it's going to be interesting to see what what happens in the coming years with Doctor Who yeah no it's good I'm glad I'm glad change is good with Doctor Who that's what it's all about so things start to get stagnant you switch things up <laughs> you regenerate and we will always have the I've always thought this, if Doctor Who ever gets crappy, which some people say it already has, I would, <laughs> for me personally, I wouldn't say it has, but I know some people think it already has, but if Doctor Who ever, ever gets bad, you know, and just unwatchable, we'll always have what's out there, right? Like we can always go back and we can watch Tenant and we can watch Capaldi and we can watch Smith and we can oh. watch Whitaker. We have the whole library of, of content that is it so rewatchable? It's oh, one, of most, one of the most rewatchable shows that I've ever been a fan of. And so it, they could stop making Doctor Who today and we'd have such a, a library of content that we'd probably never necessarily run out of. Yep. We'd never get bored with it. So and it, then we could it, just go back and pick all that stuff apart. And, yeah. Yeah. It ages, it ages so well. Like there's episodes that I remember watching, reviewing and being like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't my favorite. Like, Capaldi's oh this is no Smith Smith oh this is no Tenant and you go back and watch them now and it's like oh they're so good like they age so well and you bring a different perspective and yeah Doctor Who Doctor Who's back catalog um, at least of New Who is incredibly rewatchable and so good and I know that classic some people say classic is as well I just haven't had that experience to go back and rewatch stuff so yeah yeah so all right well neil patrick harris nph the diamond in the rough i guess yeah excited to see what they do with them but for now we will uh wrap this episode up and and sign off and then if they hit us with some big news again we'll jump back on and and record some thoughts but uh until then later days or later days yeah have i I been saying that i think i don't feel like i've been saying stuff no probably not i'm pulling that out of the uh, i'm pulling that out of like our back catalog um never trust a hug that's what i'll end with this time never trust trust a hug hug. and yeah it's faces we are we are posting uh multiple video clips onto our youtube channel now so i will plug that if if you're still listening uh check out our youtube channel it's actually surprisingly uh i kind of thought we'd throw it out there and it would just kind of like you know nobody would ever find it kind of thing but i've been pretty happy with the overall success quote unquote i mean it's really hard to gauge success on youtube when you have people out there that are getting like millions and millions of hits yeah. you know? but for me any number of hits it's like oh people are watching this it's kind of oh, cool. absolutely and we um i think we're like creeping toward like 90 subscribers now we're at 90 uh, we're at 90 now and yes. then i think we had a video go over like you know 1300 views yeah. uh so so yeah it's nice to see that there is an audience on youtube for for our content so we'll continue to put stuff up and you know for those of you that are listening that want to help us hit our goal 
because we said we, we had a goal of a thousand subscribers, uh, <laughs> which is really nothing really comp- on YouTube compared to some of these other channels that are out there. But if, if we get a thousand, I'll be happy. So um, we're like a tenth of the way there. So if you're listening to this and you haven't gone over and subscribed yet, even if you don't plan to watch the videos, you just do it as a favor to us, you know, is to help us hit that. I know if every person listening to this went and subscribed, we would easily pass the thousand mark. So, so that's my ask. And I, I gotta say, like, I thoroughly enjoy the comments on the YouTube videos. Yeah, like, we get a lot of comments. Oh yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, and I, I love. I mean, like, we don't reply to all of them at this point, which is probably bad on us. Um, we do read them though, and I thoroughly enjoy reading everybody's thoughts on what we have to say or just on topics in general. It's, it's so good, so good. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Later days. Peace out. This will be a tough one to get a quote for for the opening. Yeah. I pulled like a quality movie out last time.